Hello and welcome to the She Reads Truth podcast. She Reads Truth creates beautiful, accessible Bible reading plans and resources to help you get into God's Word every day. Each week here on the podcast, we talk about what we're going to read together as a community this week. I'm your host, Rachel Myers. And I'm your other host, Amanda Bible-Williams. This is week two of our three-week series called Psalms for Prayer, where it's exactly what it sounds like, you all. We are going to the Psalms in the Bible and learning some vocabulary for prayer from the Psalms. And we are discovering, as ever, that it is so rich (laughs) for us to learn from. And this has just been a really sweet series so far. Today, our guest is EJ Gaines. EJ has been been in the music industry for over 20 years as an executive, and he is also a speaker and a writer and is married to the lovely Janice Gaines. They have a new weekly podcast called Only Gaines. Love it. And EJ and Janice are just two of our favorites. This conversation was just really sweet, really rich. We're so grateful for him and his perspective, and I think you will be too. Let's get right to it. Okay, EJ, can I just say there is something that you said in your like your pre-interview document. Okay. Do no, you remember filling no. this out even? It was probably months ago. I'm nervous right. now uh-huh. because I hope it still holds. I think it's because like my brain is in psalm mode right okay, now okay. because we're now in week mm-hmm. two. Hi, friends. We're in week two <laughs> of the Psalms for Prayer. But I'm in psalm mode. And so there was one of the questions that we ask in the bio or like the little pre-interview mm-hmm. thing is like, what are you studying right now? Like, what are you like learning oh, yeah. right now? And your answer was, I actually feel pretty scattered right now, but anchored in Jesus. That's what I got. That's and all I was I got. like, if, if that isn't a psalm, yeah. it's like immediately yes. where my brain went, where I was just like, that is like the summary of like some of the psalms that we've yes. been reading. I feel so scattered, but I'm anchored in Jesus. Like well, it's, that's, that's all you can rely on. You yeah. know what I mean, I feel like even, you know, through the pandemic and then coming out of it, you know, everything has been very, you know, we'll see. That's yeah. just I, my whole life has felt very <laughs> we'll, we'll see, see or yeah. eventually or mm-hmm. soon we'll figure this out and and then you know I think we're still in the space where people are saying oh well you know after you know after the past several years we've had and so it's kind of like nothing is settled I keep waiting yeah. for the dust to settle or for the like earth the time to, will tell but like yeah, when but when is it going to yeah. tell yeah. and so the only sure thing that I have is Jesus right now amen you know? and that's not a bad thing to have so right. you know I think that, <laughs> right. that response was like listen I don't know whether I'm coming or going most days but yeah. I do know if I can find Christ in it and make sure that he's along for yeah. every step of the ride yeah I'm good yeah but that's I literally that. all I got I mean just felt like a psalm <laughs> yeah I love that AJ it's one of the things like you all have met EJ's wife Janice through the podcast mm-hmm. and she was part of the faithful project that mm-hmm. Rachel and I got to be a part of so you may know her through a different few different avenues but it's one of the things that I love about just watching you guys and from a distance you know mm-hmm. like I rarely see you all in person mm-hmm. this is the first mm-hmm. time I'm meeting yes. you in person yes I even know. though it feels like I know you yep. same, um, same because I had know a her. delightful office tour oh my had a good goodness, time y'all, what <laughs> sat an in office. office seats I don't know if that's content y'all are providing but definitely an office tour 360 <laughs> camera a little behind the scenes yeah. action but it's one of the things that encourages me as someone who is acquainted with you all and watching you kind of live your lives mm-hmm. is that, I mean, you have a day job, EJ, and yeah, yeah. it is not, <laughs> quote, ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it is, quote, secular. You yeah, know, yeah. it's you have a job, an office job, a day job in the music industry, and but you live your life as ministry. And I think mm-hmm. 
that it's such a and likewise, you know, Janice does many things. Yes, she is a jectress of all trades. A Jackie of all trades. Jackie of all trades. Jackie of all trades. Jectress is good too. Or I shouldn't have even corrected. A Janice of all trades. Oh, I'll take it. It was right there. It was right there. Yeah, we worked too hard. (laughs) Yeah, I think we did. I often work too hard. Mm -hmm. But and I'm not trying to like set EJ and Janice up on a pedestal. They know that, you know, but it's it's just I love to watch her do the various things that she does because Mm -hmm. it's worship for her. Yes. Mm -hmm. Whatever she's doing. Yes. I think, you know, we have always said in our marriage, we'll be 15 years married this summer. We've always said and acknowledged that every six months of our marriage has been a change. There's been some (laughs) shift where we've never felt like this is what our life is, and this is what we'll see it be for the foreseeable future. Yeah. There's always been some career shift or some add-on thing that we weren't expecting that God just dropped out of nowhere, and then there's a baby on the way, and then they're moving, and then mm-hmm. there's another baby on the way, and we're moving again. And it's just kind of like yeah. there's never been a rhythm that lasts more than six months. And wow. what that has afforded us is the ability to really mm, take the opportunity to build in our faith. Yeah, <laughs> Because sure. typically it's like... God, what are we doing? Like, yeah. And I mean, you know, we're both very pragmatic people. We, okay. we went to school, we did well, we got yeah. our, our straight A's, we were model students Good because job. we were trying our best to control to our create outcome, stability. To create stability and yeah. predictability. And God has, I mean, just obliterated. You want to talk about annihilation and <laughs> decimation of, of my control? God has come in and said, no, we're not doing it by those rules. I have a plan. I am sovereign. Mm-hmm. I am loving. Mm-hmm. Buckle up and let's go. And I mean, Do most, you trust me that it's better? Exactly. And yeah. most days, you know, if I'm honest, the very first response in prayer in the morning is, Mm-mm, where are we going? You got to tell me before I get ready. I, like, you got to tell me what's ahead. Wow, yeah. And I think, you know, recent history has shown me, you can't even imagine the stuff that I have good planned for you and difficult that I'm going to allow for your good and, yeah. and just trying to trust him in that. And so Janice is the same way. I mean, she takes whatever comes to her and says, okay, well, if this is God giving this to me, mm-hmm. then this is just going to be added on. And I mm-hmm. don't know the picture. I thought I did, but I don't. And yeah. so now it's shifted in this in this God-honoring way, and let's figure it out. Yeah. It's sort of like two approaches. Like, how can I live a faithful life yep. versus, like, how can I be found faithful in what yes. comes to me? Well, it's like when the Scripture says work because it's God who's working through you. It's like, right. wait, no, oh, that's okay, good. wait, clarify. Yeah. Who's working? I just yeah. need to know who's working. <laughs> and God is like, yes. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 me or you. I mm-hmm. hate that. Yeah, yeah. But that's the beauty of it is that, I mean, he's more than a safety net, right? I mean, he really right. is yeah. this master architect who has written the story from beginning to end and then included us in it. And it's a beautiful tapestry. And so I freak out because I want to see the whole picture and I want to know what part I play. And God is like, listen, I have everything good for you. I have nothing bad for you. That's my plan. I am powerful. I'm perfect. Ride with me. Mm-hmm. Like, let's mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. Do you want to? And the only time that I say, I don't know, it's revealing my lack of trust in that area. Yeah. And then, you know, God is like, okay, let's root that out. You know, yeah. let's get at that. Ooh. I mean, Ooh, what? I love that. What a wonderful segue into talking about the Psalms because mm-hmm. that's yeah. what I see in the yeah. Psalms. Yes. I mean, you see a lot of questions mm-hmm. and we don't hear the Lord respond to yeah. these questions. Yeah. But a lot of like, okay, here's what I see, here's how I feel, here's what's going on, here's what I need, and then here's who you are, here's what you're doing, here's what you've done. You know, and it's this constant pivoting from, you know, intentional of like, okay, 
my circumstances are real. The way I feel is real. Mm-hmm. The pain or the uncertainty, the fear, like those things are real. The joy, all yeah, of it, right? Yeah. And at the same time, I, yeah. And I, I need to remember who you are, yeah, and what you're doing. And I need you to do these things. Yes, it's such an honesty. I mean, the Psalms of when I first came to faith, I was in my twenties. And the honesty that was there felt almost blasphemous to me. Yes, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, based on what I understood we are allowed to say to God or how we're allowed to approach like, Him. Whoa, whoa, buddy. Yeah, it was like, whoa, whoa, David. Yeah, yeah. You, like, you don't want to mess up. Calm down. Like, don't, you don't write get to that say down. these things. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't say that out loud. Yeah. And But what freedom as I have grown in the Lord to see He can handle the questions, He can handle the doubt, He can handle the fear, He can even handle the accusations, and He doesn't punish us for the accusation. He corrects us lovingly and says, hey, I know that that's the way it feels. I even understand the grief that you're feeling. My love is not that. That's not what's happening here. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we see it here in Psalm 86. That's the one that the day this podcast released, we're reading Psalm 86 together, and that's when I, the psalmist starts. Well, David, this is a psalm of David. Mm-hmm. You know, Lord, I am. There's a lot of like, I am. Like, mm-hmm. I am poor and needy. Mm-hmm. It even says, I am faithful. Mm-hmm. You know, I call to you. I appeal to you. I call on you. I'm in distress. And then he turns to the Lord in verse 8. Lord, there is no one like you yeah. mm-hmm. among the gods. Yeah. There are no works like yours. You alone are God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every day. This every is day. every day. Well, right? and I, I kept kind of walking through this and seeing, you know, he's got these petitions, yeah. and then he makes a declaration. You know, so yeah. I, listen, yeah, Lord, yeah. answer me. I'm poor, I'm needy, protect me, all these things he needs. And then he flips it in verse 5, for you're this way. That's you're, right. You are kind. You're ready to forgive. You're abounding in faithful love. And then he goes back to the declaration of the power of God. Lord, there's no one like you. And then he gets to a petition again. Teach me your way, Lord. I'll live by your Like, And he kind of is having this dialogue to me mm-hmm. of like, yes. here's my lack. Here's my mm-hmm. need. Here's my humanity and my frailty. Mm-hmm. But you... That's you right. are all these things. You are so far above. You have mm. so much more. And so in response to my lack, I see your tremendous abundance and ability. Yeah. And that's what I'm resting on. I'm yeah. not looking, I'm not resting in the circumstance, but I do need to acknowledge it before you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think so many times, you know, it's almost like, hey, let your faith speak louder than your circumstance. And it's like, okay, but your circumstance has to talk too, you yeah. know, so that it informs what you're trusting God for. So that yeah. the next time you see that circumstance, you can remember Oh, I've been through this before. I've felt that before. God did this. You yeah. know, and so I think there's such a sometimes we're programmed to not even lead with faithlessness or what feels like faithlessness mm-hmm. to acknowledge your circumstance. I'm tired. I'm poor. I'm needy. Like you said, I'm in distress. Mm-hmm. Like, but God hears that and says, Hey, let me respond to you the way I respond to your distress. Yeah. And that's what we want. Yeah. Yeah. I even noticed a little bit later in in that psalm kind of verses 14 and 15, he gets a little more specific. Yeah. And he just says like God arrogant people have attacked me. Yes. A gang of ruthless men intends to kill me. Yeah. And this little line they don't let you guide them. Mm. Like just like I'm mm. dealing with people who don't recognize don't even, you, who don't serve yeah. you, who do not submit to your authority, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. And then he says but you Lord and so this is, again, that mm-hmm. reminder that, like, Lord, I'm calling on your character right. Right. here. exactly. You are compassionate and a gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in faithful love and truth. Turn to me and be gracious to me. Give mm-hmm. me your strength to your servant. Save the son of your female servant. And, mm-hmm. and it's exactly what you said, EJ, like, just kind of, like, naming the circumstance and then it's like naming the truth and then naming the truer truth. The truer truth. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. like, hey, this is superseded. This is, yeah, this this is, is real. Yeah, exactly. But this is, like, the most real. The, the realest. Yeah. 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 I like that. 
Yeah. It's a good point. Which I don't know if it's like the actual like appropriate use of those words. I think that's the, words, what seminarians and, say. Yeah, yeah, true and truer. True and true and truest. Yeah, the true, truest truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the realest real. Yeah. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah. The line in, in verse 17, show me a sign of your goodness. Mm-hmm. That's one of those things too for me, EJ, that feels bold. Like am yes. I allowed to ask for right. that? Yeah. Right. But of course we are. Yeah. And of course he will, yes. because his goodness even, is all around us. And of course he does, right. like, even without us asking. Right. Because yes. yeah. his goodness is all around us, and mm-hmm. his presence is our good. The Psalms tell us that, yeah. right? Yep. Yep. And so he would, I just imagine, you know, a lot of times the low-hanging fruit is like thinking about as a parent how I would respond. And I'm like, if my child asked me to show them a sign of my love for them, I think I could come up with something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, and I would delight in doing so. Yeah. It's funny though, like when you say that, like truly, like if I'm in the parent kid relationship right. format going, like, uh, let's list five things from earlier today. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? Just like yeah. the things that you just didn't see with your eyes mm-hmm. or hear with your ears. But like, I'm telling you, I love you yes. all the time. Right. And I think yeah. that there's also that. And yep. so, like, it's almost this like, Lord, open my eyes to see, to see it. Yeah. The, the signs of your goodness, the yes. signs of your mercy, the signs of your love. There's yeah. a thing I do, and I didn't realize it was a thing that I was doing until my son called me on it, my six-year-old Gabe. Oh, he'll like be, a six-year-old calling you yeah, he'll, he'll, I mean, And he's full of it. I swear, I feel like <laughs> the Spirit of God is like through him to convict me personally. <laughs> and so, you know, there's an area of our house where I'll you know, kind of call him to come downstairs from, you know, I can kind of see in this open area. And I'll just call him randomly and say, hey, son, come here for a second. And he knows that he hasn't done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. And so he knows, okay, and he's probably cataloging in his mind, Mm -hmm. okay, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm not hungry. I didn't ask for anything. I don't need any correction or information. And so he'll just start start walking because I called him. Mm -hmm. And halfway down the stairs, he always says, what is it? (laughs) You know, like, I want to test this out. And I Mm -hmm. say, just come here. And he'll come down and I say, I need to tell you something. He said, and he said, this has just happened last week, which is how I knew that he got it. He said... Oh, I know. You're going to say you love me. And I said, yes, that's what I wanted to tell you. And he Mm. said, yeah. And I said, how did you know it? He said, because that's what you always say when you call me. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Thank you, Lord. You know, because I just want him to know that he's loved. When I call your name, I Mm -hmm. want you to know that your father loves you. I want you to know that I have good things for you. Now, sometimes there's going to be discipline. Sometimes there's going to be rebuke. Sometimes there's going to be instruction and correction. Which is also love. Which is also love. Yeah. But sometimes I'm just going to say... I love you. Go on back upstairs. Or I love you and here's a jelly bean. Or here, mm. I was just thinking right. of you. I just wanted to shower you with something mm. because the love that I feel for you, sometimes I cannot contain it. Mm. You know what I mean? Sometimes it just mm-hmm. like bursts out of me and I'm like, I just gotta, I just gotta, ah, come here and help. Oh, you know? yeah. I just gotta, I love you. You know? Um, and, and, and I'm so grateful that he is receiving that and understanding uh-huh. his father's character is to just show love. Yeah. You know, without any strings attached. And I hope that I can like live up to that and continue to point him to Christ in that regard. But it made me think of that when you were saying that, Amanda's like, just like, what would I do to just show you I love you? And what does mm-hmm. it take to prove that I love yeah. you? Sometimes it's just demonstration of, yeah. hey, for no reason with nothing attached to it, mm-hmm. it's just love. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. One thing I noticed, by the way, on this. <laughs> I was kind of reflecting on like, okay, what would I pray from this Psalm 86? And I I made a note and I said, God, I don't have the strength or even the purity of heart to handle my enemies on my own. And you know what I'm saying? And I thought, like, here he's going through, David is going through and saying, God, you handle them. You handle them. You're this way. You're slow to anger. So it's almost like you're acknowledging all these incredibly merciful Mm. attributes of God and then saying, so go handle them. You know, well, he's going to handle it like... 
powerfully, but he might also handle it mercifully. Yeah. And are you prepared for that? Because you just said your character is loving and slow to anger and merciful. Go take care of my enemies, God. He's going to walk his slow to anger, merciful self over there, mm-hmm. and he's going to handle them. Mm-hmm. And no, no, not like that, God. I want yeah. you to vanquish, uh-huh, vanquish uh-huh, them. Uh-huh. You know, and that's the impurity of my heart that says, "I would love the mercy from you, God. Don't give it to my enemies. Like you know, <laughs> like, let them have it. Don't yeah. look at them. Yeah. But for me, you know, you're slow to anger. Yeah. I love you, God. Thank yeah. you so much. Thanks for being so nice. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how often do we pray? I mean, the Psalms do show us that even in other regards of like when you're asking for a clean heart or a pure heart or Lord, teach me your ways. Mm. We often, I think, you know, like, and and I have some ideas about how you could do that, but he doesn't normally take our suggestions, you know, (laughs) and, and, and how often does something come about that is sanctifying and also really hard. And I think, I did pray that. Right. I did. I just didn't know it was going to do it that way. But it's good. He's good. He's good. Mm -hmm. And and that's, I mean, it's a great pointer to Psalm 51, which I know is in this study as well, which is, I call it my greatest hits. Like, (laughs) all throughout college, you know, I lived in New York City, and, you know, I was 18 to 20. I mean, I lived 18 to 28 in New York City. And I didn't know Christ for that entire time. So you can imagine even coming to Christ and being sanctified and becoming understanding of what being a disciple and follower of Christ looked like. I was in Psalm 51 every weekend. Mm. It was like, create me a clean heart. I'm so sorry I did it again. You know, I mean, it was all these things Mm. where, you know, missteps where I thought, okay, God, clean me with hyssop, like whatever it Mm -hmm. is. And I mean, I ate up Psalm 51 Mm -hmm. when I turned the page to that one. I said, Look at you, God. Here we go You're again. Well, is there is there any <laughs> Psalm fifty one business you want to do in my heart? Because uh, we know this one well. Um, but it is such a refreshing, purifying, yes. trusting psalm to me. It is yes. one that I always go back to, even when I don't have some blatant sin that I need to confess. It is just a purification of my heart and saying, God, create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit in me. Don't take your Holy Spirit from yes. me. Like Just be with me. And so when I saw that Psalm 51 in there, I was so excited, and it goes along with that, that a prayer for restoration. And I'm yeah. like, I remember praying that. Yeah. And I'm saying, God, this is the re- restore me. Like, bring me back. Forgive yeah. me. I'll, I won't do it again tomorrow. Did it again tomorrow. Okay, God, for real. Let's go back <laughs> to Psalm 51 and do this again. Okay, so here's the funny thing. Like, in my prep for this recording, I was just kind of like thinking through all the, you know, the five Psalms that mm-hmm. we'll be reading and Psalm 51, which I also love. I was like, this is the one that I want EJ to read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so now, now I understand that. Got him. Yeah, it, we got you good. You did. It was a setup. I yeah. feel like you and God tag teamed <laughs> yeah, on me. Like, oh, because I love it when our guests, re- especially in the Psalm series, like yes. it's just so cool to like yes. just like not read it all, you know, because that's the yeah, yeah. the listeners. They get to be the women and men in the Word of God sure. every day this week. But like to be able to like have part of the episode just be the hearing of a Psalm mm-hmm. is so good. And so I will ask you. EJ. You want me to read it? Maybe just like maybe one through ten. I would or love to. Or wherever the spirit yes. leads. No, oh, no, please. I'm, I'm so honored to. Okay, Psalm 51. This is for the choir director, a Psalm of David, when the prophet Nathan came to him after he had gone to Bathsheba. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute yeah, for in real. A minute. Be gracious to me, God, according to your faithful love, according to your abundant compassion, blot out my rebellion. Completely wash away my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. For I am conscious of my rebellion, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you alone, I have sinned and done this evil in your sight. 
So you are right when you pass sentence. You are blameless when you judge. Indeed, I was guilty when I was born. I was sinful when my mother conceived me. Surely you desire integrity in the inner self, and you teach me wisdom deep within. Purify me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Turn your face away from my sins and blot out all my guilt. God, create a clean heart for me and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore the joy of your salvation to me and sustain me by giving me a willing spirit. Then I will teach the rebellious your ways and sinners will return to you. Save me from the guilt of bloodshed, God, God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not want a sacrifice or I would give it. You're not pleased with the burnt offering. The sacrifice pleasing to God is a broken spirit. You will not despise a broken and humbled heart, God. In your good pleasure, cause Zion to prosper. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in righteous sacrifices, <laughs> whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. Amen. That's the word of the Lord. Oh, I mean, Thanks be is to God. that not restoration? I mean, right? that restoration, I think that was one of the most profound attributes of God's character that drew me so securely to him yeah. was this idea that I blew it and I can come back. Yeah. I blew it and he still is waiting. Yeah. I blew it and he'll still draw me. Like that was the dance. I mean, mm. that was the dance and he never got tired of dancing with me until mm. I finally learned the footing and said, Oh, <laughs> I don't have to blow it in this way. I don't have to do that. Yeah. And he's still dancing with me. I mean, just what a That's gift. Beautiful. It's like are you kidding me? Like the God of all creation wants to dance with me do, and and then wants to be patient with me and wants to forgive me and forgive again? Yeah. Why? He could just cast me away and say, you know what? I got billions of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got billions of you. And I could, if I wanted to, I could make him do the right thing. I could have another you in I a minute. I could have another you in a minute. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> but he doesn't. Instead, he says, hey, let's try this. I want to restore you. You specifically. I want to restore you to me. I want us to be in a good relationship. What does he care about my relationship? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's all of this, and David is saying, I mean, and what I love is David had really, really blown it. You know what I mean? Like if you <laughs> Not if, a little. If, I mean, this was the the major like yeah. you're not God's man then. Yeah. But then you are a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. You know, so how? How does that work? How you know right. and the fact that he didn't even come clean in the beginning. It's Nathan, as it says at the top. Right, and then right. the prophet Nathan came to him, and we see that in Scripture where he came and said, you're the guy. Yeah. You're the guy I'm talking about. Really had him like condemn a hypothetical yeah, person. A hypothetical person just to show him himself. And it's like, man, you ran from it. You didn't accept it. You did yeah. something deplorable, and then you tried to cover it up with murder. Yeah. Like, you did all these things. You blew it, David. Mm-hmm. Like, this is really it for you. And instead... We know that God restored him and said, hey, mm-hmm. I got you. I love mm-hmm. you. I've always loved you. Mm-hmm. Nothing you've done is big enough that I won't restore yeah. you and mm-hmm. do this dance with you. Are there consequences to your actions? Absolutely. There are. Absolutely consequences. There are. Yeah. And I will restore you. And I will restore you. Yeah. 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 I think something that can be difficult when we happen to know the specifics mm-hmm. of an individual's sin in Scripture, and then we see the Lord forgive and we see His graciousness, it can feel... It's like the Jonah situation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Of like, I am offended that you forgave them. Mm-hmm. Yes. You yes. know, and part of my 
I think, like initial like gut response to Psalm 51 verse 4, against you, (laughs) you alone, I have sinned and done this evil in your sight. And I want to say, no, no, you sinned against Bathsheba. You sinned against Uriah. Mm -hmm. You sinned against your future son. And the thing is, though, this time around, I just felt the Lord like tap me on the shoulder and say like, Bathsheba was mine. Yeah. She belongs to me yeah. too. Like yeah. a sin against one of mine is a sin, a sin against, against me, me yeah. ultimately. Yeah. And that that is hmm. actually, I just feel this like affectionate posture mm. of the Lord toward Bathsheba mm-hmm. and toward Uriah. And that that doesn't negate mm-hmm. his right. posture of love right. and mm-hmm. compassion toward David. We as humans have a hard time, mm-hmm. right? Like a lot of times when there's, let's say there's a really, really difficult divorce mm-hmm. and it's rare that people who are close to the couple can remain close to both of sure. them after mm-hmm. sure. such a really painful rift because we are limited in our capacity. It is only through Jesus that we love it all, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But that is not beyond him. Yeah. To be able to love David not contradict his love for his yeah, daughter. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah He's amazing. able to honor everyone, himself above all. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that character, we don't understand that. That's right. We don't understand the dichotomy of that commitment to right. multiple people when the interests conflict or Correct. when there's been a wrong. It's yeah. like we feel Conflict's like we have to interest, choose sides. I got to bow yeah, out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I knew you were going to say that verse because that one is always so stinging. Yes. You know, it's the type of thing you don't say to somebody who's hurting or who's been betrayed. Correct. Or so you don't say, hey, but you know what? It's really only against God. It's a sin against it's God, against, really. I mean, at the end you're of the day. fine. Because the, it's right. the message, like, well, yours is just a, a moderate situation, and, and mm. this is really between God and that person, mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like right. caught in the fray. Collateral. Yeah, because collateral yeah. damage. Mm-hmm. This was sin against Bathsheba. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And against Uriah. Mm-hmm. And arguably against himself, yeah. against right. David. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. it was, because mm-hmm. it's destructive. Mm-hmm. And so it is both. Mm-hmm. It is both. And this instructs me in prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Like we are coming to the Psalms in this series, mm-hmm. and we are saying, like, Lord, teach me how to pray mm-hmm. by looking at these examples of prayer. Mm-hmm. And there, it is hard for me to learn to pray in ways that I cannot, for the life of me, understand how the Lord will reconcile it. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, yes. I want to pray for the ones that have hurt me or mm-hmm. pray for a situation that I cannot see a way out yeah. of. Yeah. Or Pray for a situation that on earth is actually the door has actually already closed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like the person is actually already gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, How does that get redeemed? Right. You know, we we and can see I, very practically right. that can't be done, right? Like I so, don't know. Right. You said earlier. Um, EJ, and I'm trying to remember how you phrased it, but that like God only has good for me. Mm-hmm. It is so hard to say that and believe it. Yep. You know, yep. and when there are things where you're just like, well, this situation is on fire right yep. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does not feel good at all. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know. It's, it's one of those things, and, you know, parenting has been a real gift, you know, and I, right? I know you all can relate to that where it's like, oh, I can now understand a father's love that doesn't always feel great to the children. Right. Mm-hmm. I can understand that when I say no to my son about something he wants and he thinks that I'm, you know, you're so mean. Mm-hmm. I'm not being mean. I can be, but I'm not right now. But, the, you know, mm-hmm. the, I'm actually saying no out of love for you. Mm-hmm. And 
or, you know, can we do this? Or are we going to have this? Or, you know, I really want this. Or I was looking forward. I was so looking forward to this all day. No, the answer is no. This happened the other day. (laughs) This is a very trivial example, but it shows my son's personality and how he just really, he expects much, just like (laughs) I do of my father. We were at the grocery store, and he wanted some grapes, and the grapes were just not the best. And so I didn't want to buy them Mm because I thought this is not a good selection, and Mm -hmm. they'll go bad within a day and, you know. And he said, I really want some grapes. I said, hey, these grapes are no good. I'll grab some strawberries, and then I'll get some grapes another day, Mm -hmm. you know, from the store. And so we got home, and somehow he must not have cataloged that I did not get the grapes. So the grapes later weren't like grapes later today. Yeah. yeah. And so he walked in, and he said, can I have some grapes? And I said, well, no, remember we didn't get any grapes. And he said, yeah, you did. And I said, no, maybe I didn't get the grapes. Remember, they weren't good, and I didn't didn't know if they were going to be good for you, so I didn't get the grapes. I got something else instead, but I'm going to get the grapes. And he... I mean, you would have thought <laughs> that he had never eaten fruit, mm-hmm. that all he's ever wanted from Santa or whomever is mm. grapes, and I have done this wrong Prostrate. to him. Yeah, and I said, buddy, the grapes weren't good. They, yeah. were, they were bad. They were Trust mushy. Me. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, these grapes would not have been good for you mm-hmm. or good to you. You yeah. would not have enjoyed these grapes. You would grapes. not have enjoyed mm-hmm. the grapes. And I'm not being mean to you, and I'm not being hateful. Baby, I'm taking care of you, and I have another alternative right now, and you're going to get this and then some more grapes later. You later know? And on. So, yeah. yeah. His freak-out moment lasted a moment <laughs> until he finally realized that was not an option. Mm-hmm. It wasn't good for me. Whatever my father is saying, I'm just going to have to go with that because clearly I don't have any grapes. It really was a moment where he had to consider to himself, does my father have good things for me or not? Mm. If he does, I have to trust his decision to not give me grapes. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't, then I'm not going to trust him for anything anymore. Right. Right? Yeah. And I think that a lot of times in our faith, we hit a crossroads where God is saying, distill it down. Do you trust that I have good things for you? Right. Do you trust that my plan and the things that I allow is the absolute best? Do you trust that I have plans to prosper you and never to harm you? Do you you trust that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose? Because if you do, then follow that highway all the way to the destination of my love. That's right. And if you don't, Get on that road and see where that leads you. But you can't jump highways. You yeah. can't. You can't. Sometimes when it's good, say, "Oh, my father loves me so much," and then when it's bad, you know, doubt me and not trust that I'm good. Yeah, yeah, that's a false gospel. That's yeah. prosperity gospel, yeah. and it is not. It's, it is it not the gospel. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stand, right. and it doesn't extend beyond our circumstance. Correct. You know what I mean, our, our circumstance, our experience. It's yeah. not transferable or beyond our borders. Like exactly. that, that gospel didn't preach a- at all in, in yeah, areas in another, where there yeah, is not another, yeah. prosperity. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Hey, y'all, Amanda here to tell you about Ned, one of our podcast sponsors. Now, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how to shop for vitamins. When I go looking for vitamins, I'm looking at bottles with a bunch of ingredients on them that I do not understand. When what I really want is just something to help me have more energy. I want to have the energy to come to a job that I love, to parent my kids. I want to sleep well at night so that I can get up and do it all again the next day. Did you know that 75% of American adults are deficient in magnesium? And that magnesium is essential to hundreds of functions in the body that help me do all of those things I just mentioned. Ned's Mellow Magnesium is designed for exactly this. It can help improve sleep, reduce stress, increase energy, elevate mood, strengthen immunity, 
boost gut microbiome. I don't know what that is, but it sounds great. And we don't even have to take their word for it. Ned shares all of its third-party lab reports right there on their website, along with over 5,000 five-star reviews. So if you want to join me in letting Ned help you become the best version of your physical self, you can get 15% off Ned products with the code TRUTH. Go to helloned.com slash truth or enter the code TRUTH at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash truth to get 15% off. Hey friends, quick pause on this wonderful conversation about Psalms for Prayer to remind you that when we close one book of scripture, we open another. So as we wrap up the Psalms for Prayer in the coming weeks, we will be preparing to read the book of Ezra together as a community. Y'all, it's a great Old Testament book. You're going to learn a lot. I know that I did, and Amanda and I are, of course, excited to podcast through that series. But one thing we know when we hear over and over again is that it is wonderful to have the reading guide with you. So I want to encourage you now, while there is still time, to order your study book, your legacy book. I love the Sheehy Bundle. That's just a legacy book and a study book, so you can have both, and you can study together with your significant other. And of course, the 12-card set, which is a great way to just kind of keep your mind on the Word, even as you're like walking around your house during the day. So listen, our study of Ezra begins Monday, September 4th, which means you really want to get your book ordered by Friday, August 25th. So there's still time. Go to shopshereadstruth.com slash Ezra to get all of your Ezra goodies, digital study book, physical study book, whatever it is that you like to study with. Get those books now so that you are ready to roll on September 4th, and we will, as a community, open the book of Ezra together. All right, back to the show. That's not the only Davidic psalm we get this week. I know in number order, Psalm 23 comes before Mm -hmm. Psalm 51, but I think in David's life, Am I right that Psalm 23 was written when he was younger? I'm asking like That's a great question. I'm pretty sure it was a Well, I mean he was a shepherd. Right. So But either he was writing it as a shepherd or people listening are like, Oh my word, Rachel, you know this and I know this and Come on. I'm pretty sure this was a earlier in life psalm. Yeah. But I think that as we were reading Psalm 51, I was thinking of the line in Psalm 23 where mm-hmm. he says he restores my soul. Yes. Right? Oh, he guides yes. me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah. That's the beauty of not just David's life, not just the psalms, but like that's the beauty of mm-hmm. life as a believer. That yes. like these things that are true then are true now and will be true, like that he restores my soul has been true, is true, will be true, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Psalm 23 is one of those that, you know, it's it's got to be on the Hall of Fame of the Psalms. And, you know, everyone, right. everyone you know, hears it, you know, learns to recite it yeah. at some point, yeah. or you hear it, you know, it's used in funeral services, yeah. it's used in just everyday life. And mm-hmm. I think the, the danger that we can fall into is that it becomes so commonplace that it's just, uh, you know, a poem or yeah. just a recitation yeah. of, mm-hmm. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want it, da 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 You know, and it's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 listen to that. It starts with a declaration. Mm-hmm. The Lord is my shepherd. Yes. <laughs> okay, pause. Full Live stop. there. Full yeah. stop. Like, go about your day with that truth on your shoulder. Let's study what that means. Exactly. What did like, that mean then? How, how would that change your posture? Mm, how that would that change me? your approach? Yeah, what does that make me then? How can I trust him? Can mm-hmm. I trust him? 
what protection am I going to get? What provision? What comfort? Mm-hmm. What leading? Mm-hmm. What does that mean that his rod is actually about when it feels mm-hmm. painful? What is he actually? What are the rod and the staff? What is the rod and the staff? And so, I mean, there's just so much that you can dive into mm-hmm. in this that, you know, I think because sometimes people hear the Psalms and they're just a very popular book, they become commonplace yeah. to the point that we yeah. don't necessarily adhere to the power, you know, and experience and pursue and and dive into what's really there. And so I was so happy when I saw Psalm 23 in here because I was Mm. like, rock on. Like, (laughs) it's an oldie but goodie, you know? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. it is. That's right. That's right. I think about different times in my life, in my walk as a believer, and the different lines from this psalm that have hit me in Mm -hmm. those different seasons. Like, I remember probably five years ago that only goodness and faithful love and, you know, other translations say goodness and mercy Mm -hmm. shall follow me, shall pursue me all the days of my life. And, like, for me at that time and and still, like, just the thought that it's not me pursuing the goodness Mm, or the faithful love, like that mercy, like, Lord, show mercy. I am Mm -hmm. asking that. In fact, there's a psalm, you know, asking for mercy, but that it's pursuing me. Yes. And I think that, like, at that stage in my life and even now, to sit in the reality that not only do I have access to God, not only can I go to Him, but that He's pursuing me. Mm-hmm. And to be like truly like pursued, that He's at my heels, like He yep. is after me with His goodness and His mercy. Mm-hmm. That was just so deeply impactful to me, and it continues to be, that, yeah. that there are a lot of horrible things that will pursue us. Yeah. But to know that we know that we know that we are pursued by the goodness and mercy of the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, it's really hard to trust that depending on the circumstances of your life or experiences that you've had, you know, especially with father wounds that people might have or experiences where, hey, the people who were supposed to protect me or shepherd mm-hmm. me didn't do a good job. Or to give me a good picture, to, a metaphor, an exactly. earthly metaphor of a heavenly father, exactly. right? They, they just weren't that. And so yeah. the idea of father and Abba and protector and you know all these things, they may lose value to you mm-hmm. depending on where you are in life or what you've encountered. Right. And so that you really don't think the goodness and mercy are pursuing you. Yeah. Other stuff might be pursuing you. Yeah. Generational curses are pursuing mm-hmm. me and fears are pursuing me. And right. you know this genetic situation and this family dynamic mm-hmm. is pursuing me. And you kind of like... You know, sift through that with the machete and say, "Now, where's the goodness and mercy that's yeah. supposed to be? You know, chasing after <laughs> where's me? The goodness that's hot on my heels. Yeah, because yeah. I don't feel it all the time. It's but good. just to have that assurance that that is what God is—that is how He's chasing after you. Yes. You know, yeah. yeah. It's pretty powerful, and it didn't really strike me when I was first reading through. But that we read that on Wednesday, and the day before, on Tuesday, we read Psalm six, mm-hmm. which has. It's a really dark, honest, like David is in a low, low place emotionally, probably also circumstantially. Mm -hmm. It seems desperate. He doesn't talk. He says evildoers. But like, Mm -hmm. but some of this language, you know, that Lord, it begins, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me for my bones are shaking. My whole being is shaken with terror. And you, Lord, how long? There's not even a full question there. (laughs) There's just, it's just how long? And so this six and seven, I just feel like I'm so thankful to God for language like this in scripture. Yes. Because Mm. 
it sees us. He sees us. Mm -hmm. I am weary from my groaning. With my tears, I dampen my bed and drench my couch every night. My eyes are swollen from grief. They grow old because of all my enemies. Mm -hmm. And then this language of like, the Lord hears my weeping. He hears my plea. Mm -hmm. He accepts my prayer. And so to... This is the same David, yeah. right? Yeah. And how often is this all? This is us. We have these moments where it just feels like nothing, there's nothing good. Yeah. And we just are calling out to the Lord. And then to have a psalm also, you know, in the same book, mm-hmm. in the same, same Bible, yeah. <laughs> um, same author, yeah. like 23 of like, I have what I need. The yes. Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. And all this peaceful language mm-hmm. that is very different. Yeah from what we see in Psalm 6. It's so true. That Psalm 6 is one, you know, as I was reading through it and, and praying about it, I noticed in verse 4 after he says, and you, Lord, how long? Which is kind of mm-hmm. like to your point, that lingering question. He says, turn, Lord, rescue me, save me because of your faithful love. Yeah. And I thought, and I wrote in the, in the margins, it's because of who you are, not because of what yes. I've done. That's right. That's and right. it's yes. just such a kind of a mind-blowing mm-hmm perspective, you know, he's leading out with saying, don't rebuke me in your anger and don't discipline me in your wrath. Mm-hmm. That kind of hints at like, hey, maybe I did something, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I did something yeah, that deserves some deserve, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But where I am, regardless of how I got here, mm-hmm. this is unbearable. Mm-hmm. Yes. I may not be blameless in this situation, blameless, but, but you are. Hey, but you are. And yeah. because of your faithful mm-hmm. love, come get me. Mm-hmm. Come, I messed up, Dad. Can you pick me up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I wanted to Please far. make that phone call, yeah. right? Like yeah. you just make want make your... that phone call. I mean, it, our children or their friends, any young people mm-hmm. that we love. You know, we parenting metaphors are just so, you know, rife with like the spiritual... Yes, yes. <laughs> spiritual metaphors, yeah. right. But we all, whether you're a parent or not, there are young people in our lives that we love, nieces, nephews, mm-hmm. neighbors, kids in our church. Mm-hmm. And like, please call on me. Yes. Right? Like yes. just, if you need help, please ask. Mm-hmm. And how much more... I am not blameless in this situation. Exactly. That doesn't matter. That's not what we're here to talk about right but this I, minute. I yeah. know you're loving. Yeah. And I know to call you. Yeah. That's all I got. I trust you. Yeah, and trust you. And that because of who you are, mm-hmm. not because of what I've done. Mm -hmm. especially not because of what I've done. That's right. And just knowing, yeah, this prayer for mercy, Mm -hmm. you know, I love the same part. It's like, you know, I know those tears. I know that grief. I know that sorrow where it's like, this is unending. Mm -hmm. Like, man, what a a mess I find Mm -hmm. myself in. And then the victory, that shift of verse 8, depart from me, all evildoers, (laughs) for the Lord has heard. Yeah. The Lord has heard my plea. He has heard the sound. The Lord accepts. You better get going. You better get going Mm -hmm. because I know what he is like, and I know how he's going to respond to this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He has heard me, mm-hmm. and he's going to respond, and that's he's right. going to to show himself strong in this because of his faithful love. Yeah, that's Again, right. not because not because I deserve it, but because of who he is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's. Mm. I like seeing six and twenty three together. These mm-hmm. chapters because even like that, like his your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Like when we're talking about like calling on the Lord, mm-hmm. even in our error, yep. right? Yeah. And just going like, I need your help. I trust you to solve this or to protect me or to save mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Like what we mm-hmm. know about the rod and the staff, right. like that is discipline and yep. that is like guidance, guidance right? Yeah, yes. And like that both of those things are what, again, to the parenting metaphors, mm-hmm. but like those are the things that make a child feel secure. Feel safe. Absolutely. Right? I know that like there may be natural or unnatural consequences to my actions and mm-hmm. those unnatural would be like the fabricated, like you're grounded. Yeah. But because of that, I know that you care. Yes. I know that you want what is good for me. I know mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. want 
you're pulling me closer to help me realign. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Man, and you know that he is not powerless when it comes to the sins of others. Yes. I mean, Psalm 10, y'all, on yep. Friday, just oh, yeah. this prayer for justice huh. and just what like... A way to end the week. Yes, and I loved the worksheet <laughs> where... I love it. I mean, I yes. exhausted my space EJ on this spilled one. some ink on this one. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Tell... I mean, where it says, like, what requests are made to yeah. God, rise up, exclamation yes. point. Yes, mm-hmm. lift up your hand. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. get after it. it. This is one, you know, and I'll be very candid here, and I know it's a safe place to do that. As a black man in America, where you hear so much of this consistent narrative of racial tension, mm-hmm. right, and things uh-huh. that need to be addressed and things that need to be fixed and things that need to be resolved, mm-hmm. what I want is the justice of the Lord yes. yeah. to shine, Amen. to prevail. Amen. And I want him to dictate what that's going to look like. Not a government leader, not a group, not... I just want God's justice to prevail. Amen. And when you look back through history, there are so many moments, not just as part of an ethnic group, but as a human, as a family member, where you say, God, where were you? Mm-hmm. Right. Why did you let that go on so long? Why was that? That why was, deep why injustice. That, yeah, if you, God, not deep, only love justice, but are justice. If you are justice, yeah. why did you let them do yeah. that for so long? Why did you not bash them for that? Why did yeah. you not fix that? Why did you not expose it? Mm-hmm. And Why did they thrive? Why did they thrive? Right? And, to, and to your point earlier, it's like, how do we redeem that now? Yeah, That's right. over. Yeah. You know, like that yeah. part is done. These Those bad actors are, are dead. Like, yeah. So how are you going to fix that? And this prayer for justice is kind of like... It is the moment, and it's not the only one, right? It happens throughout the Psalms, all throughout the Old Testament. There are instances of like, God, why are you letting the wicked prosper? Like, yeah. why yes. are you allowing this mm-hmm. to happen? And he doesn't rush in and say, mm-hmm. well, see, the part of my plan is that I let the wicked <laughs> oh, let prosper. Let me explain for, myself. Yeah, no, yeah. You don't get that Here's answer. Here's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, you don't get an answer. Yeah. All you get to know is they won't always. Mm. It's not, that's not really what's happening. Mm. I love you. I've got you. My grace is sufficient, you know, later mm-hmm. in the New Testament. Like, mm-hmm. the answers, the mm-hmm. responses, I should say, are not the answers I want. I'm with you in the valley of the shadow yeah, of I'm, death. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. I'm walking with you. Mm-hmm. I'm pursuing you with mm-hmm. goodness and, and mercy and love. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, yeah, great. But I'm talking about the justice piece. Like, yeah. you're going to get yeah. them for that, right? And everyone's going to see that they were the ones, that the agitators and mm-hmm. the, no, no, no. I love you. Yeah. Mm. This is where our That's citizenship, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. This is where our citizenship talk comes into play, right? Yes. Like where, but the kingdom yes. I'm living in, and looking around in, and seeing the wicked flourish, and seeing, yes. you know, the marginalized, oppressed, and is not the kingdom of the Lord. Yeah, like it is in that He is King over all, King of yes. Kings. But like His kingdom is coming, yeah. right? We pray for yeah. it, Lord, Your kingdom come. Yes. And so in His kingdom, mm-hmm. this works out. This absolutely works out. And yeah. we're not bound by time. My husband likes to say, "God is not bound by linear time," sure. which is so frustrating so, right. because you're like, "But we are." But I'm in but it. I am. Right. I'm yeah. in it. I very much am. Yeah. You know, it's hard. It's yeah. hard. That is not a secret to the Lord. That is not something right. that He does not see, which right. is part of why I think He gave us the Psalms. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's we like, get to, this hard. We get to bring that to mm-hmm. Him. And, you know, there's a part uh, in verse 17 of that Psalm 10 mm-hmm. where it says, Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. Mm-hmm. Well, there it is. There's the promise. Like, I know that you heard. And then it goes on to say, you will strengthen their hearts. Mm-hmm. You will listen carefully, mm-hmm. doing justice for the fatherless and the oppressed, so that mere humans 
from the earth may terrify them no more. Hmm. That's that kingdom, right? Yeah. That It's the promise, hey, you're going to fix this. Mm-hmm. You've heard it. You're going to strengthen. You're going to respond. You're listening carefully. And it's interesting that fatherless word really just resonated with me because I thought, we're talking about justice. Why are you talking about fatherlessness? Where did this like, come from? Where did that come yeah. from? What does that have to do with anything? And so I know, you know, that is one of these causes that God cares about, you know, all throughout mm-hmm. the Old Testament, right. widows and the sojourner and um, yeah. the fatherless. And it's this category of those in need, you know what I mean? Like if you're fatherless, you know, in that time when this is written, you don't have necessarily inheritance. You don't have land. You don't have protection. You don't have a guaranteed future. Vulnerable. Yeah. Right. You're completely vulnerable. Yeah. And so it's like, Talk about justice. Here's God saying, I'm giving great things to all of my children. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what about these that don't have? Yeah. What about mm-hmm. these that are marginalized? How how can you possibly? Because on paper, there's nothing that they're going to get. Yeah. No, th- that's specifically who I see. I have a plan specifically for them. I know I know exactly what I'm going to do for them. Hmm. And there's that is the answer that you're given. Mm-hmm. You know, for the marginalized, for the oppressed, for the people who aren't being seen, who may be facing injustice, it's hey, God sees you uniquely. Mm-hmm. He sees your unique need. And no, I don't mm-hmm. have the scripture to back up and prove out what the gift is going to be. Right. But I do know mere humans from the earth will terrify them no more. Right. Hmm. I know that. Yeah. And I know that that kingdom is coming. Yeah. And that's, like we talked at the top, that's what I'm anchored in. Right. Like, everything else is that's crazy, right. but I'm anchored in that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. the kingdom Amen. is coming. You know, the kingdom is coming and you know the king. Yes. You know, the and what is. he is like yeah. and who and he is. you're a citizen yeah. of that kingdom. Yeah. Amen. And if that is not enough, Mm -hmm. then there's some praying to do. And Mm -hmm. it's not to say shut your mouth and be appeased by that, but be enlivened to the truth of that kingdom. Mm -hmm. Come alive to the truth of your citizenship Mm -hmm. there and to your king that loves you. Because there have been instances in my life where I've, you know... (laughs) where I've really challenged God on this idea that, like, you know, His grace is sufficient. Well, it doesn't feel sufficient. Mm. Okay, well, that's a you problem. That's not a God problem. Like, if this kingdom, if this promise that humans aren't going to terrify the earth anymore Mm -hmm. doesn't feel like it quite scratches the itch or Mm -hmm. doesn't doesn't fix it all, ask God what is in you, perhaps, that needs to be bolstered in faith so that this promise looks as beautiful as He's intending it. Right. Because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times I see promises of God in the Psalms and in Scripture, and I'm like, that don't sound that great. Hmm. And that's not for God to go and razzle-dazzle me a little right, bit more. Me, it's not, I can't turn to him and say, let me explain it hey, again. hey, yeah. this passage isn't really lovely as mm-hmm. you think it is. It's really me. It's me yeah. who has blinders on. Yeah. It's me who doesn't see clearly. You know, yeah. later in Scripture in the New Testament says we we see through a mirror like just dimly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's me who doesn't see. It's yeah. not the beauty of yeah. the kingdom that, yeah. that isn't real. It's me. And so the prayer becomes, God, if this doesn't do it for me, if your response to injustice or a perceived lack of justice on your behalf, if that doesn't resolve it for me, then help me. Yeah. Help me to know why this, why you think this ought to yeah. be enough. Well, and here's the thing. Like, what we don't mm-hmm. see in Psalm 10 is a, like, hey, everybody stop caring so much about justice. Right. Right? It's right. not like a, hey, this is, like, this is not this actually is a problem. Right. It's not right. a, like, this right. is, everyone yeah. relax, yeah. you, whatever. It is, oh, I not only care about justice, yes. I am justice, and justice is coming. Yes. Like, know that you know that you know yes. that, like, all will be made right. Yes. I appreciate that it's not just a, like, everyone stop caring so much about justice. Mm-hmm. It'll be okay. Right. You're overreacting. Right. Somehow, somehow, the justice of the kingdom of God will be greater and look than the justice that we could levy. Yes. Which is why you were saying, like, I I want that 
Yes. I want that form of justice yeah. because yeah. we all have opinions on what justice should look like in various situations mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to what varying degrees and mm-hmm. all of that. It's like you you don't even you don't even know. Yeah, there, it's funny, you know. And you mentioned that I'm a music executive by trade, but I'm also a full time well, not full time anymore, but I'm a fully licensed attorney in New York and in, in Tennessee, and I've practiced law for years. And when I went through law school, one of the hardest things for me to grapple with was this concept of justice according to the legal system, because it's not as fair as humanity wants it to be. Yeah, mm. Case law is not really what's fair. It's just what's been argued properly or argued best. Hmm. And that's where we've landed. Statutes are not actually the best representation of what's fair. It's just what made it and that everyone could agree, we're going to pass this. Mm-hmm. There's probably some more stuff that could have been put in there, but maybe someone didn't like what they were trying to slip. So when we look at justice and the justice system, and especially in the United States, we think to ourselves, well, this is the law, so this must be fair. And to your point, you don't even know what justice is. It's imperfect. It's, it's imperfect. It's, it's, it's a system established and created by imperfect beings, yeah. sinful through and through, and self-serving, self-seeking, self-preserving, and then we call it justice. Hmm. But once you really realign yourself to the mm-hmm. justice of the kingdom of God, you realize, oh, this is we just made this stuff up mm-hmm. based on how it makes us feel. There's a true justice that may offend my 2023, 2024, 2025, 2059 sensibilities Mm -hmm. based on what I understand life to be. But when I get to heaven and when I get to see the scope of things that he really intends to show me, I'll realize that the things that I was wanting as far as justice were nothing. That wouldn't have resolved anything in the kingdom of God. In fact, what he decided to focus on was true justice, was was justice with a capital J, the likes of which we've never seen. And so there is so much peace in that and so much humbling that has to come from it to know, hey, I know you've been out of shape about that, and that's real, and I'm not trying to dismiss that, but you wouldn't know justice if it bit you in the face right now. <laughs> you don't know justice yet. Mm-hmm. And, and God has given us, through his grace and mercy, he has given us glimpses of what his character and justice look like. But true justice, I don't think that we're actually going to see until the kingdom of God. And yeah. I think we will be blown away to see that yeah. what we established as law and fairness is not actually justice. Mm. Mm. That's good. Meanwhile, he sees it. He right? sees it, yes. I mean, and he verse, cares about it. Yes. Verse yes. 14, mm-hmm. but you yourself have seen trouble and grief, observing yeah. it in mm-hmm. order to take the matter into your hands. Yes. The helpless one entrusts himself to you. Yes. You even, are a helper of the fatherless. Yes. And even verse 13, which got me. Where it was like, why does the wicked person despise God? He says to himself, "You won't even demand you an account. Even, you won't even call me on it." Right. And, uh, yeah. and, right. And day, or, no, we don't know. This may not. This isn't David. This is unspecified, unspecified author. Unspecified yeah. author. Um, but like, nope. Yeah. That is false. That's yeah, not exactly. true. You're wrong. That is exactly. false. Yeah. And that is why, like, all of these tensions of life, which one of the things to circle back to the thing that you filled out that you probably don't remember now, EJ, <laughs> um, like what, what do you, what do you enjoy talking about to mm-hmm. other believers and is living in the tension of life. And I yeah. thought, well, we got the right guy for the Psalms <laughs> because that is what we are doing. Yeah. And that is where the Psalms situates us, that right? Is, that is what it is. One of the greatest joys that I have, and it's also a great frustration, um, <laughs> is knowing that I don't have all the answers yeah. and that I don't get to have everything feel consistent mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know what to say to someone who is hurting. I don't know. And the good thing is, most times, 
they actually don't want me to give them any advice. They just want to say, hey, I'm here with you. Just be mm-hmm. here with Let's me. Just be here with me. Mm-hmm. But I want to fix it, and, mm-hmm. I, and I want to be able to give the answer, and I want to be able to predict it, and I want to know. And God calls us to that tension because that's where faith is. Mm-hmm. Trust is directly in the in between, and I think I'm so— it is such an exhausting and terrifying journey, but I know it's the right one to live in that tension. Mm-hmm. And so I always try to find it. My wife challenges me to find it. You know, we kind of have each other's backs in this where it's like, hey, this picture is never as clear cut as you're saying. You know, if yeah. I'm if I'm frustrated from something that happens at work or if she's frustrated from something that's happened in her day, it's hardly ever going to be this is exactly how this went. It's right. generally going to be, well— that's what happened, and then there was another part that we didn't know, yeah. and let's include that in there, and it's going to cause you to have to live in this tension of, you were kind of right, probably. Mm-hmm. You were pretty right, but maybe mm-hmm. not. Maybe there was some room for you to grow, and there's always this in-between that is, I feel like, that is God's truth, That's that right. is the God's way. Yeah, mm-hmm. the truest truth. <laughs> ah, there <laughs> yeah, it is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, well, EJ— Week two of Psalms for Prayer did not disappoint. Listen, this is a good one. This, this is so good. I cannot wait for our friends listening to dig into yeah. these psalms this week. I enjoyed preparing for this. I enjoyed even more getting to like talk through this with you all. And I hope that y'all listening enjoyed listening. Yeah. EJ, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. What a joy. I mean, this honestly, it's a reminder that we are seen in the Word of God. Yes. Yeah. Our experiences, not just our futures, but our, our today is yeah. seen in the Word of God, and there is language for it, and there is community in mm-hmm. it, you know, and it's such a joy to be able to speak with you all about it because it's amazing how unique each of our experiences are, but how very mm-hmm. common yeah. they are to man. Absolutely. That's right. So thank you for that. Man, that's good. Okay, well, friends listening, um, you know what to do. This is your launching place to go into the week, being a woman or a man in the Word of God every day. And then come back next week for week three of Psalms for Prayer. We're looking forward to it. But until next week, EJ, what do we tell our friends? Keep opening your Bible.